Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. If you have been trying to declutter your house, and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list. And I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it. Or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. Welcome to this episode where we're talking about good toys, 
versus bad toys, what toys you should keep, what toys you shouldn't keep, and everything that goes into that. And before we get started, I just have to let you know that as somebody who teaches decluttering, I am never going to give you a list of toys that I think you should or shouldn't have because I don't know your family. I don't know your family's preferences. I don't know your kids' abilities or needs or lifestyle. I don't know how much space you have, and I don't know your clutter threshold. What I do know is that if you are listening to this episode, then you probably feel like you have too many toys because it's difficult for you to clean them up or keep them organized or have enough space for them. And you probably struggle like, should I put this in a rotation? How do I even manage a rotation? What toys do my kids need? What toys benefit them? Um, What toys are going to help them learn and develop the best? Which toys are going to be the most fun for them? And all of these questions. And so that's what we're actually going to cover in today's episode. And for context, if you don't know about me, I'm going to let you know that we have five kids total. My youngest is currently three and our oldest is 17. So we have a wide range of kids right now. And I, in my first leg of my career, I was a Montessori teacher. Um, I went to college and got a teaching degree, just a, a bachelor's degree to be a teacher, realized very quickly that I didn't want to do that. I preferred alternative styles of education and I opened up my own school, got trained in Montessori. And so I have a lot of experience in environments that are supportive of kids in their learning and development. I have a lot of understanding of human development and child development and what goes into supporting that, as well as experience in classrooms with children and how the environment overstimulates them, overwhelms them, or supports them, as well as the teachers and the facilitators of learning, which is what we're doing in our homes as well, right? We are essentially the facilitators of our children's learning and development and growth. And so all of that being said, I've got some experience here. I don't know it all. And because I've got this experience and this wisdom, I don't feel like there is a list of toys that you should or shouldn't have. Some kids like certain things. Some kids just want it. And some toys they don't like, and that's okay. What I really want to get at with you today is that toys are not inherently good or bad. There are no inherently good toys, right? There are no inherently bad toys, which if you're hearing this for the first time, you might be like, oh, hold the phone, right? Because I know for sure that like wooden toys are definitely superior to like other kinds of toys or Montessori toys, which aren't a thing, by the way. That's marketing jargon. It doesn't exist. It's just not a thing. Okay. And that's good news for you because that means that you as a mom, you are not judged or evaluated based on the kinds of toys that you do or do not get your kids. And I think that this pressure that moms have felt, I know in the first years of my motherhood, I felt it deeply. I feel like it's changing. And I don't know if it's because the world is changing or if it's just that I have changed so much. And I believe this so deeply that I don't believe anymore that good moms get their kids certain kinds of toys, right? Or kids who develop the best and are the smartest and have the best opportunities in life had this kind of toy as a kid, right? Or just this like, I don't know, societal pressure, this like mom guilt associated with getting my kids certain kinds of toys in order to have a good childhood. That's just not true. And I for sure felt it, especially as a Montessori teacher surrounded by all of these great materials and opportunities, thinking that I needed to duplicate that and recreate that in my own home. And it's not true. 
It's not even true if you homeschool, which we've done as well. You do not have to recreate a classroom in your home. You do not have to have all of the curriculum in order to have smart, successful kids. It's just not true. Okay. And there actually are a lot of toys out there that I believe are largely a one and done type of toy, right? They, they are the kind of toy that your kids are most excited about when they see it on the shelf and then they bring it home and it's like ignored, never played with again, unless you try to get rid of it and donate it. And they're like, Oh my gosh, that's my favorite. Right. But in general, a large majority of toys, even the toys in your own home are one and done, right? They're not particularly beloved. They might be played with. And I call this toy sampling where, you know, your kids might touch it. They might move it from place to place. They might be playing around it. And so it might seem like that everything is important and special. But when you really look at it, they're playing with the same things on repeat. Um, those things are actually in the way of their play because they dump it out and then they have less floor space, right? And then there are some toys that, you know, I might look at it and be like, my kids would never play with that. They're going to ask for it and they're going to maybe even beg for it and they're going to want it. But I know that we're going to bring it home and they're never going to play with it again, right? But then there are some toys that I'm wrong about, right? Some toys they just love, right? They, we have these little, what are they? I think it's a VTech thing, a stuffed animal that like says the numbers and whatever. And it looks like a little light up toy that would be like super boring, but all of my kids have loved it. And my first three kids had one that they shared. We got rid of it. And then we had our second set of kids because there's six years in between them. Somebody else gifted us that and they love it just as much, right? So to me, I would look at the shelf and be like, nope bad toy, but my kids love it. And that's okay too. So my point is that you really can't know what your kids are and are not going to like, right? And there really is not a structured list of good toys versus bad toys. All you can do is stick to these three principles, right? That I'm about to tell you. The first one is that You need to have an amount of toys that fits within your physical space in your home. How much shelf space do you actually have? Do you even have room to do a toy rotation, right? So the physical space, if you're adding in more shelves and buying more toy boxes just to hold the amount of toys that you have, chances are you have too many toys, right? You don't need more toy shelves. You don't need more bins. You need less toys that fits into the space that you actually have and That brings me to the next part is fitting the things or only keeping toys that fit into the energetic space that you have. And I know that's a weird word, but what I mean by this is like how much mental and emotional energy are you willing to spend on managing the toys? And the things that I'm talking about here specifically are like, like how much time and energy are you willing to spend creating organizational systems, trying to figure out how to get your kids to clean up regularly? creating chore charts and systems that never actually work because it's too much stuff to manage, scouring Pinterest, being frustrated by it, being overwhelmed by it, feeling like you have to choose between spending time with your kids and actually being with them and playing with them versus managing the toys, right? How much of your energetic space are you willing to spend on it? Stay within your own threshold of that. Some people have more bandwidth for it. And certain seasons of life, you have more bandwidth for it, right? Maybe you recently started staying at home and you're not working outside of the home anymore. So you have more time and energy to dedicate to things like a toy rotation 
Well, maybe it's the opposite like me where I'm like, I had more time for a toy rotation when I worked outside of the home because we weren't there messing it up all the time, right? So pay attention to your own thresholds of this. And the final thing to stick with when you are making decisions on what toys to keep and not keep in your home is sticking to your values. Okay. So when I say that there are, there's not really a universal list of like, everybody should have these toys. Nobody should have these toys. It also does come down to your values. So if you value ethically sourced toys that tend to not be made of plastic, then stick with that and purchase toys that align with your values. If, you know, in a similar vein of your values, you know, if you are homeschooling and you need certain supplies and curriculum, then stick with that, but also stick within your means and still know that even if you're homeschooling, your success and enjoyment of the homeschooling experience is not dependent on having every single thing under the sun. Stick with your values and get the things that align with that. Keep the things in your home that allow you to live within your values. For example, in my house, I believe deeply in teaching my kids self-sufficiency, which means that I need our house to be set up in a way and within everyone's thresholds that they can be self-sufficient with their stuff. So if you value independence and personal responsibility, but you have an amount of stuff that is beyond what your kids can manage, then it would be worth it to declutter some of those toys to be able to live in alignment with your values. And if you value ethically sourced toys, it might be worth it to you to only purchase certain kinds of toys or only from certain companies or only from thrift stores, et cetera, et cetera. So all that being said, (laughs) stick with these main guidelines. And if you need more support in the decision-making process, inside of the decluttering intro pack, is Toy Decluttering 101, where I walk you through all of the nuances of toy decluttering and how to actually make decisions, not just on behalf of your kids, depending on their ages and stages, but also guiding them through the process of decluttering their own stuff as well. So the link for that course is in the description of this episode. It's called the Decluttering Intro Pack. You also get Clothes Decluttering 101 to help you make decisions on clothing for your entire family and Paper Decluttering 101. I put this little intro pack together because sometimes moms aren't ready to declutter their entire home. That feels way too overwhelming. And so they want to just start with these really impactful spaces of their home, toys, clothes, and paper. So go check that out. Thank you so much for listening today. And I will see you on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter 
without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the Motherhood Simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon. go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.